I thank God for all who have led us in worship on this special day through scripture, song, prayer, and so on. We are so grateful for the families who have chosen to dedicate their children here at Second Baptist Church of Richmond. Today, I've got a sermon for Mother's Day, a sermon for Family Dedication Sunday entitled, Godly Hand-Me-Downs. And I want to read a brief verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is verse 5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. When I was growing up, every now and then, my mom would call my brother Rick and me into my parents' bedroom, and there would be a huge cardboard box full of clothes. She would ask us to try them on and see if they fit. So we would try on shirts and jeans and jackets and shoes. Some were play clothes and some were school clothes, but they were all nice clothes. They came from a guy named Stephen who lived in Charlotte. And when Stephen, who was a little older than me, outgrew his clothes, his grandmother would give them to my grandmother, and my grandmother would give them to my mother, and my mother would give them to us. These clothes were what people commonly call hand-me-downs. Rick and I used Stephen's old clothes to beef up our own wardrobes. We also passed hand-me-downs within the family. Since I was the big brother, I would give Rick some of the clothes that I outgrew. And when we became teenagers, we started getting some of Dad's clothes. I still remember this one L.L. Bean shirt my dad had that I loved to wear in high school and in college. I imagine some of you, perhaps, have worn hand-me-downs at different points in your life. Hand-me-downs, those pants that don't fit your sister anymore, but fit you just right. Hand-me-downs those shoes that got too small for your cousin, but they look really good on you. Hand-me-downs, those shirts that aren't brand new, but they are new to you. Just as some of us grew up in families where hand-me-downs were a tradition, so did Timothy, the early Christian missionary. I don't know if he got the same kind of hand-me-downs that I got from Stephen, but I know he got another type of hand-me-downs, godly hand-me-downs. 2 Timothy 1.5 says that the faith Timothy exhibited had been passed down 
from generation to generation in his family line. It started with his grandmother Lois, who trusted God. She taught her daughter Eunice to have faith. And then Eunice raised her son Timothy to trust in the Lord. Lois and Eunice were godly mothers who gave Timothy godly hand-me-downs. Godly hand-me-downs are different from normal hand-me-downs. Godly hand-me-downs aren't just any old clothes. They are the garments of faith. You don't pass them on because you're finished with them or because they don't fit you anymore. You never grow out of them. You just keep growing into them. And when you pass them on, you still get to keep them. When I say godly hand-me-downs are the garments of faith, I'm not talking about dresses or button-down shirts or penny loafers. I'm referring to how the Bible speaks of Christian faith in terms of clothing. For example, 1 Peter 5, 5 says, All of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. Likewise, Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says, As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Above all, clothe yourselves with love. I bet when Timothy was a little boy, his mother Eunice not only taught him how to put on his tunic and his sandals, but also taught him how to put on Christian virtues such as humility and love. The most important garment of faith, however, is found in Romans 13, 14, which simply says, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Putting our faith in Christ is like putting on some new clothes. It's adopting a whole new style for our life. It's embracing a change in our identity. Eunice passed down to Timothy the most important outfit in her entire wardrobe, the Lordship of Jesus Christ. When Timothy was baptized, maybe Paul said to him the same words he said to the Galatians in Galatians 3, 27. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Timothy's faith, his baptism, his relationship with Christ was a hand-me-down from his grandmother to his mother to him. I wonder what it was about Timothy's faith that was reminiscent of Lois and Eunice's faith. Maybe the way Timothy prayed was reminiscent of how Lois prayed. Maybe the way Timothy sang out in church was reminiscent of how Eunice sang out in church. Maybe Timothy's honesty reflected Lois's integrity. Maybe the way Timothy was kind to everyone mirrored Eunice's indiscriminate 
kindness. Or maybe Timothy's knowledge of Holy Scripture was reminiscent of Eunice's biblical knowledge. We infer that Eunice taught Timothy the Scriptures when he was young. Because 2 Timothy 3.15 says that from childhood, Timothy had known the sacred writings that are able to instruct us for salvation. I don't know which specific scriptures Eunice taught her little boy, but perhaps she taught him Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Perhaps she taught him Exodus 34, 6 through 7. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. I bet she certainly taught him Deuteronomy 6, 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Perhaps she taught him Joshua 1, 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Maybe she taught him a psalm my mother taught me when I was young. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I imagine Eunice putting little five-year-old Timothy to bed at night tucking him in real tight and rubbing his little head and speaking to him the words of number six. The Lord bless you and keep you, Timothy. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Whatever it was about Timothy's faith that was similar to Eunice's and Lois's faith, the point is that People had seen Timothy's brand of faith before in his mother and in his grandmother. He was taking after them in his walk with God. He was wearing the faith like they wore it. Yet, notice the adjective used to describe Timothy's faith in verse 5. It is called sincere faith. The Greek word there literally means unfeigned or unhypocritical. Timothy's faith was not some cheap imitation. It was the real deal. He didn't believe in Jesus just because his grandmother took him to church. He didn't believe in Jesus just because his mother told him he should. He had his own genuine faith. He had a personal commitment to Christ. He had his own authentic devotion, although it reflected the faith of his matrilineal heritage. In short, Timothy's faith was a hand-me-down, but it was one he chose to wear. This reminds me again of when I was younger, when my brother Rick and I got to a certain age, a certain stage of life, maybe around 12 or 13 years old, we started to become a little pickier about what we would put on because our peers at school started to comment on that sort of thing. Around that time, if my mom offered us some hand-me-downs that we didn't think looked too hot, we might not put them on. There are some clothes people give away for a reason. 
I remember becoming more discriminant about which hand-me-downs I would wear and which hand-me-downs I wouldn't. It was only natural because there generally comes a time for all of us when we begin to decide for ourselves what we are going to wear. Similarly, a time came when Timothy had to decide for himself whether to clothe himself with humility, whether to clothe himself with love, whether to clothe himself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Lois and Eunice taught Timothy the faith, but they couldn't believe for him. They could hang the Lordship of Christ in Timothy's closet, but they couldn't make him wear it. Timothy had to take the faith off the hanger and put it on himself. Even if Christianity has been passed down for generations in our family line, believing in Jesus is a personal decision each individual has to make. We cannot believe in Christ vicariously through a parent or grandparent or any other relative. There's no such thing as vicarious Christianity. We cannot relate to God based on our mother's spiritual resume or our grandmother's involvement in the church. In order to have sincere faith, unfeigned faith, unhypocritical faith, one must believe in one's own heart that Christ is Lord and make up one's own mind to trust and follow Christ accordingly. In other words, we have to decide for ourselves to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Baptists have always emphasized this. Other traditions highlight the personal nature of faith in different ways, but Baptists do not baptize babies so that we can wait until children are old enough to make a personal decision to believe in Christ and be baptized. We can raise our children in the church and teach them the scriptures at home and show them how to pray at meals and bedtime and on other occasions and model the Christian way in our daily conduct. And that's our responsibility as Christian parents. We can hang the Christian faith in our children's closet. But it's ultimately up to them whether to wear it. If you have never made a personal decision to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day to do it. You can clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus by believing in Him. You can take off garments of sin and put on garments of God's grace that cover your every shortcoming and grant you abundant life here on earth and everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven. If you have already clothed yourself with Christ, today's a good day to remember what you're wearing. Have you ever forgotten what you're wearing? A few months ago, I met this man, never seen him before in my life, didn't know him from Adam. Met this man, shook his hand. Five minutes later, into our first conversation, he says, well, how did you like Acadia National Park? I thought to myself, how in the world does this man know I have visited Acadia National Park? But I went on and told him I enjoyed it, thought it was beautiful, and so on. 
Later that day, I looked down at my shirt, and guess what it said? <laughs> Acadia National Park in big, big letters. Sometimes we forget what we're wearing. And today's a good day for Christians to remember the spiritual clothes that we have on. When we put on the Lordship of Christ, we are representing His name everywhere we go, by everything we say and everything we do. It's as if we have the words Jesus Christ printed on the front of every shirt we put on. It's important to remember that in terms of identity and in terms of witness. On this Mother's Day, we acknowledge that there are many people wearing the faith who might not be if not for our mothers. There are many people worshiping today who might not have found God if our mothers had not shown us the way. There are many people who might not believe in Christ had our mothers not gotten us ready for church on Sunday mornings and dragged us to the sanctuary and put up with us in the pews. There are many people worshiping today who learned the scriptures from our mothers, who learned how to pray by listening to our mother or our grandmother pray, who learned how to worship by watching our mother or our grandmother at church. There are many today and many throughout the centuries who have found salvation largely due to a mother's witness. Others may find Mother's Day difficult because they did not have godly mothers who shepherded them well. Maybe your godly hand-me-downs came from someone else. Faith is always a hand-me-down, regardless of who we receive it from, whether from an aunt or uncle, a cousin or a teacher, a father or a grandfather, a friend or a minister. And we thank God for the godly hand-me-downs we have received from anyone. The best thing about godly hand-me-downs, whoever you get them from, is that you never grow out of them. You just keep growing into them. And when you pass them on, you possess them all the more. As we thank God for the godly hand-me-downs we have received, we can also look for opportunities to pass them down to our children and our grandchildren, to pass them along to neighbors and, and friends and co-workers. We can pass down the humility and the love and the lordship of Christ through word and through example. I certainly thank God today for my matrilineal heritage of faith. I recognize that I might not be standing behind this pulpit this morning if not for the faith of my mother and her mother and my paternal grandmother. So in a way, this very sermon is a hand-me-down from Mrs. Betty Graham to Mrs. Gail Schoonmaker to me, to you. Amen.